Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But the lake. If we could take it clean. I saw that the lake was our only chance. If there could be said to be any in so desperate a situation. To be sure, there seemed to be no possibility of escaping, even if we took the water without injury. On every side its bank was lined with the watching Incas, and the bank itself was so steep that to ascend it would have required wings. The heat began to be felt even through the soles of our heavy boots. Involuntarily I lifted one foot, then the other. I saw the child of the sun in the alcove lean forward with an appreciative grin. Another minute. I jerked my wits together. Never did my brain answer with better speed. And then I remembered that flash of water I had seen under the spiral stairway at the base of the column. I had thought at the time that it might be connected with the lake itself. If that were so... I turned to Harry and conveyed my idea to him in as few words as possible as we walked up and down, side by side. It was impossible longer to stand still, The stone was so hot that the bare hand could not be held against it for an instant. I saw that he did not comprehend what I said about the water in the column, but he did understand my instructions, and that was all that was necessary. We ran to the edge of the column nearest the alcove. Removing our woolen knickerbockers, for better ease in the water, we placed them on the hot stone, and on top of them our boots, which we had also removed. Thus our feet were protected as we stood on the extreme edge of the column, taking a deep breath for strength and nerve. I saw the thousands of black savages, who had been cheated of their dance, crane their necks forward eagerly. I saw the king gesture excitedly to an attendant, who turned and flew from the alcove. I saw Desiree spring up from the golden throne and run to the edge of the alcove, crying to us in a tone of despair. But I did not hear her words, for I myself was calling, "'Take it clean, Hal! Ready? Go!' The next instant we were flying headlong through the air toward the surface of the lake a hundred feet below. Men have told me since that I never made that dive, or that I greatly overestimated the distance, and I admit that as I look back at it now it appears incredible. Well, they are welcome to their opinion, but I would not advise them to try to argue the matter with Harry. 
the impact with the water all but completely stunned me. As I struck the surface, it seemed that a thousand cannons had exploded in my ears. Down, down I went, lucky for us that the lake was apparently bottomless. I seemed to have gone as far below the water as I had been above it before I was able to twist myself about and meet it with my belly. Then, striking out with every ounce of strength in me, I made for the surface as rapidly as possible. I had started with my lungs full of air, but that headlong plunge had emptied them. I made the surface at last and looked round for Harry, calling his name. For perhaps thirty seconds I called in vain. Then there came an unanswering shout off to the left. The urns were far above us now, and the light on the surface of the lake was very dim, but soon I made out Harry's head. He was swimming easily toward me, apparently unhurt. "'All right, Hal?' "'Right. And you?' "'Sound as a whistle.' Now, make for the column. At the instant that we turned to swim toward the column, I became aware of a strong current in the water carrying us off to the right. It was inexplicable, but there was no time then for speculation, and we struck out with bold, sweeping strokes. The Incas had left the stone seats and advanced to the water's edge. I could see their black, sinister faces, thousands of them, peering intently at us through the dim light, but they made no sound. Once I cast a glance over my shoulder and saw Desiree standing at the edge of the alcove with her clenched fists pressed to her throat. Beside her stood the child of the sun. Harry, too, saw her and sent her a shout of farewell, but there was no answer. We were now less than thirty feet from the column. Its jeweled sides sparkled and shone before us. Looking up, our eyes were dazzled. Something struck the water near me. I glanced to the right and saw what moved me to hasten my stroke and call to Harry to do likewise. The black devils were increasing the fun by hurling stones at us from the bank, apparently with a kind approval of Pachacamac. As we neared the column, the current which tended to carry us to the right became stronger, but still we seemed not to be approaching the bank. What could it mean? The struggle against it was fast taking our strength. Looking up, I saw that we had swung round to the other side of the column. It was between us and the alcove. Then I understood. We were in a whirlpool, ever-increasing in force, which was carrying us swiftly in a circle from left to right and approaching the column. I called a swift warning to Harry, who was some ten feet to my left, and he answered that he understood. The stones from the bank were falling thick about us now. One struck me on the shoulder, turning me half round. The current became swifter, so swift that we were almost helpless against it, and were carried around and around the column, which was but a few feet away. And always complete silence. Nearer and nearer we were carried, till, thrusting out my arm, the tips of my fingers brushed against the side of the column. 
The water whirled with the rapidity of a mill stream. Ten more seconds, and our brains would have been dashed against the unyielding stone. It was now but half an arm's length away. I kept thrusting out my arm in a wild endeavor to avoid it. Suddenly my outstretched hand found a purchase in a break in the wall, but the force of the water tore it loose and swept me away. But when I reached the same spot again, I thrust out both hands, and finding the edge, held on desperately. The next instant Harry's body was swept against mine, doubling the strain on my fingers. "'The column!' I gasped. "'Inside! Through the wall! Opening! I am holding!' He understood, and the next moment he too had grasped the edge. Together we pulled ourselves, little by little, toward the opening, for our strength was nearly spent, and the force of the maelstrom was nigh irresistible. It was as I had thought. The base of the column consisted merely of two massive pillars, some twelve feet in length and circular in shape. The water rushed in through each of the two openings thus left, and inside of the column was the center of the whirlpool, sucking the water from both sides. The water I had seen. I had not counted on the whirlpool. We had pulled ourselves round till our bodies rested against the edge of the opening, clinging to either side. Inside all was blackness, but we could judge of the fury of the maelstrom by the force of the current outside. Stones hurled by the Incas were striking against the sides of the column and in the water near us. We were being hunted from life like dogs, and a hot, unreasoning anger surged through my brain. Anger at the grinning savages on the bank, at the whirling black water, at Harry, at myself. Whichever way we looked was death, and none worth choosing. "'I can't hold much longer,' Harry gasped. "'What's the use, old man? Paul, come! I'm going!' He disappeared into the black, furious whirlpool with that word. The next instant my own fingers were torn from their hold by a sudden jerk of the water, and I followed. End of chapter 13 Recording by Roger Moline.